0: Welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now, from the Cloudcast studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian
1: Gracely. Hello, and welcome to Cloudcast Basics, Season 3, Episode 3. This is your co host, Brian Gracely. And as always, my other co host, Aaron Delp. Hey, everyone. Aaron, today we're going to talk about how cloud economics is changing or shifting business thinking. Why don't you get us started with, uh, you know, kind of how do we frame up this sort of, this sort of conversation?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in the first two shows, we, we, we talked about legacy and and traditional IT and, and, some of the challenges around that. And in, in two, in number two, we talked about cloud and how that changed, but there's something that hasn't changed no matter what most businesses still operate on an annual budget. And so now we have to connect the dots just because those pricing models have changed and 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 some things have shifted at the end of the day every company out there still does an annual budget and it's probably you know based off of some data and let's be honest I've, I've helped out with these before it's a certain amount of crystal ball and guessing and forecasting as well and and brian i'm sure you've had your your uh, experiences with budgeting in the past as well
1: oh yeah no it's a it's a fun process you know you're trying to predict the future you're trying to guess you know how how perfect your new product's going to be and how much people are going to adopt it and you know what the economics of the country or your you know the the world are going to look like so yeah it's a uh, it's a long process. It typically gets drawn out over several months. And, and then at the end of it, you're like, oh, I hope we got this right. Because if I ask for not enough, uh, we can't do things. And if I ask for too much, somebody's probably going to get fired. So, yeah, it was always a stressful time doing budgeting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the infamous use it or lose it budgets as well, right? Exactly. <laughs> So so and then we'll we'll kind of double click down into the budget too. So from there, you know, budget you typically had a project, right? And this right. project was going to have some kind of scope, it has some kind of timeline, it is some kind of measurement of goals. Um and maybe this is where you can start to break this down a little bit more of like, hey, is this project what it, how much do I need for a quarter? How much do I need for half a year? How much do I need for the entire fiscal year? Um and, and this is where cloud has really helped out. In this model, because, you know, in that that first wave of thinking about it, you had to plan in years, right? One, three, five, seven years, and then kind of break that down. Well, now we're coming at, at the opposite side of we can actually be super, super granular. But as we uh, talked about in the previous episode, being super granular, well, if you use too much of it, that can be really expensive as well, right? So there is a, a good and bad to all of this. But Having that flexibility to be more granular is really the key that is extremely helpful and why cloud computing has become so popular.
1: Yeah, and let, let, let's use an example. I'll, I'll give kind of a simple example I think everybody can relate to. Let's take your marketing department, right? Typical marketing department is going to have, you know, a whole bunch of events they're trying to do. So, you know, they'll have some some events tied to a new product launch. They'll have some events that are, you know, tied to like the, the big industry trade shows. Maybe they're going to do some things that are, you know, fun events for, uh, you know, a sporting event or, you know, a holiday or something. And so they've got some seasonality needs. Um, maybe throughout the year, they're making, doing spending on search engine optimization, placing online ads. Well, that's a pretty steady kind of spend. And then, you know, from time to time, maybe they've got to do, you know, A big budget type of thing. Um, and then maybe they get to the third quarter and all of a sudden it's like, you know, we're we're doing really well, we want to spend more on marketing, you know, kind of grow market share, or maybe sales are a little bit slow and they're like we got to pull back on stuff, right? That's a classic sort of example of if you have to budget that all ahead of time, and then you got to make one big purchase, you either have assets that are laying around waiting for the next event or you know, what happens if that marketing campaign or that, that, you know, AdWord thing takes off? Maybe you didn't buy enough, right? So that's sort of the classic example, you know, that I think every company can relate to of, you know, every business problem is a technology problem, but they're not all exactly the same. And so how do you fit that into one sort of buying model, one budget cycle? Yep,
0: absolutely. So let's compare and contrast this very quickly to to legacy IT um, and and really why they weren't able to keep up. We've talked about financials and why they're different, but again, connecting the dots here, what are some things that, that cloud really unlocks and enables? Well, number one is experimentation, right? You'll hear terms out there, like if you're gonna fail, fail fast, or you can do AB testing or parallel experimentation or or fast spin up or spin down. Um, I'll use an example. And I I know I've used this on the, on the regular podcast. I'll withhold the name, but it was either the first AWS reInvent or the second AWS reInvent. And there was kind of a mixer. And honestly, it was so small at that point in time, there wasn't a lot of people at the event. And so you could kind of get to know people and talk. And there was only like one or two bars. And, and this is, you know, both A, it was small enough, and B, you could actually get together in a bar. But it was a large financial vendor. And they wanted to test a new front end, new, new front end for their web. And they tested on the scale of millions of users and they were there mainly because they could do this. Lots of experimentation around their front end that they were redesigning. And I said, well, you know, tell me, how does that work? And they're like, well, one test cost me about $10,000. And I'm like, Whoa, that sounds really expensive. Like, yeah, but do you know how much hardware I'd have to buy to test millions of users and then it would sit around until the next time? Like I've saved myself save, saved myself millions and millions of dollars by for $10,000 per test. Right? Like and I'm like, yeah, you can't you can't beat that, right?
1: Yeah, no, that that that's a great example and, you know, not everybody has things at that scale, but then again, your problems might not be at that financial level either. So, um yeah, that's a great example. You know, I think the second thing economically it does that you couldn't do with legacy IT is it allows additional technical skills with additional people, right? And I mentioned that sort of, you know, kind of outsourcing or, you know, getting skills out of the out of the cloud that you don't have. But, you know, it allows you to augment things, right? Like maybe uh you're like hey we we want to go do some data science stuff and you're like well i can afford one really good data scientist maybe you live near one of the universities and you can afford somebody really good data scientist but can you afford the three or four people that you need to be able to build out the infrastructure scale it up and down for that data scientist to, to do the kind of tests you were talking about well maybe not right like maybe you can't afford both so you go okay I'm going to let the cloud augment those skills for me. I'm going to focus on the thing that I think gives me the most results. That that data science person, um, and then maybe you know, as you evolve and you realize, oh, I could add a second person or whatever. You know, you can then begin to figure out where does it make sense to to put the right people and the right skills. But it allows you to sort of short uh, short circuit sometimes when you have an opportunity, but maybe you don't have enough money to to you know fully have a team. You know, so where can you where can you best place your resources and where can you sort of you know augment them with the cloud? Yep,
0: absolutely. And another one I'll add is. Concept of, of global resources, and and I know you know a lot of us with with the the pandemic, uh, we've all learned how to work remotely and, and, and work from home. But you know, the, things will go back uh, eventually, and there will be a certain amount of returning to offices. But but think about this for a second. One thing we've learned through both the trends in cloud computing as well as the pandemic is. Um, we can all work from just about anywhere, given the proper tools. Um, and, and so cloud really allows global resources, and it allows that to really open things up of, yes, I can do you know, certain technical skills, but uh, I'll give you a, another practical example. Um, I was part of a startup, um, and this startup started in one state. With just a a couple, you know, the founder and a couple of programmers out of college. Well, what they realized really quickly, the location they were in just didn't have a talent pool. So they actually scaled the business to about five, six, seven people. And then they moved the entire company. All of the, you know, all of them decided to move as well to another state. And the reason they moved to another state was because they were not able to grow their business because they could not get good developers anymore. There just wasn't a big talent pool to draw from.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, and, and, and the global resources piece is not only where talent is, but also, you know, let's suppose you want to spin up an operation in a different country in a different part of the world, or you have an opportunity to to acquire a company and you're like, well you know, I don't know that we necessarily want to own property there. Like this thing might not work out. I don't want to build a data center in Singapore. Well, I can use the cloud resources that are there. And so, you know, the ability to not only get people, but also think of the facilities that you can get in different parts of the world. You can make your application closer to where your end users might be. You know, that gives you a lot of flexibility. So instead of having to, you know, spill out $40 million for the data center or even to rent it on a long-term contract, you've got that flexibility as well. So global Global reach, again, it, it touches on people, process, and technology. Yeah. Um, last one I'll throw out is, you know, and we've talked about this a lot, but we'll sort of throw it in for completeness is, you do get that access to new technologies, right? So, you know, maybe you run a call center and all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, there's this cool new speech uh, detection service that's out in the cloud. I don't have that as built in as part of my call center software. Maybe I can integrate that, right? And, you know, so, you know, your call center vendor might, have that on their roadmap coming in 18 months, maybe you can experiment with this thing for, you know, the next six months and figure out if it's even worth, you know, going and engaging in a POC with your call center vendor, right? So, you know, it lets you, again, experiment with new technologies. Um, Sometimes it gives you new ideas that you never even thought of from the vendors that you were working with, and uh, the cloud can help you do something. And again, it gives you just a broader range of, of visibility of what's possible,
0: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So I'll go ahead and close this out, Brian. Um, We hope you uh, can now see how cloud economics is really shifting business thinking. In the next episode, we'll look at some other considerations for cloud economics. Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at
1: cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.